The views and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of The Dennis Daniels Show, the Altitude Explosion Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, or its affiliates. This is The Dennis Effect, where two old lefties make a right turn with commentary on the world, national, and local happenings of today. Welcome to this week's version of the Dennis Effect Podcast, coming to you from the studios of the King Quick Studios at beautiful downtown Norwood. I'm Doc. I'm Flappy Whitey, and with us is our producer, director, engineer, three-dimensional, or we like to call him 3D around here. Yeah, for short, for short. For sure. so, so how are you doing tonight, Slappy? I'm doing all right. How about you? Well, you know, I just got, actually just uh, just got back in town. I, was, I went out of town. Uh, was at the Ruth Buzzy Film Festival? Uh, yes. Yeah, up in Rhode Island. She's from Rhode Island. Yeah. So they have like a film festival each year. So you get to watch uh, such uh, cinematic delights as the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again. Oh, my. Uh, my Mom's a Werewolf. Ooh. Adventures in Homeschooling. And, of course, that uh, all-time film noir classic, Glenn's Gotta Go. <laughs> Where did he go? Well, know. It, you know, the, the movie didn't say that. It was just, you know, Ruth Buzzy, you know, kind of. We kind of expected her to show up, but then she never made it. You know, I think she was too busy whacking on Art Johnson's casket she with a, purse. She was a character, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, so how are we going to start off the show tonight, Doc? Oh, well, I'm thinking, you know, well, first, you know, foremost, we should probably get a little, you know, get down a little series here and uh, offer uh, thoughts and prayers to those affected by the shootings in El Paso and Dayton. Yes, that's a good way. God bless them all, man, and hope uh, God keeps his hand on them and pulls them through this. Any way he can, or any way they can come through it. Yeah. But uh, you know, speaking of all that, Doc, you know, I'm pretty dismayed at the Dems and the CNN and MSNBC how how quick they were eager to jump on those poor dead people and use them as a political tool to attack the president. It was it was despicable. They they say when you're arguing and you're fighting, don't bring up the dead, don't bring in the dead, and don't use the dead. The Dems, the the the, the Democratic Party, CNN, MSNBC. They're, they're they're absolutely despicable, and that, I'll, that's why I let it go like that. But um, you know, they just need to be honest about stuff. And like, they they were quick to remind everybody that the El Paso guy didn't like Spanish people, and he probably might have been a Trump supporter, or whatever. But they don't keep going back and remind everybody that the guy in Dayton was a Warren supporter, a leftist, and one of those two guys, I'm not sure which one, even it said in his manifesto. Oh, they're going to blame this on Donald Trump. That was the well, the 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 El Paso shooter in his manifest. He was saying he he had had these thoughts long before Donald Trump did. So he yes. wasn't, you know, he said it wasn't because of Donald Trump because he'd had these feelings long long ago. But you know, but the, all of the 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 yin yangs here are talking about well, you know, he 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 egged him on, you know. Well, that's like, funny. You know, you had the guy that shot up the uh, Republican uh, softball game. That guy was a Sanders supporter who had egged him on. Warren, yep. the Warrens guy here, shot up Dayton. Uh, you had, a, you know, some of these other guys had a, uh, didn't really have a, a, a right wing uh, a message. You know, yep. nuts come in all different categories, shapes, sizes, colors. It, it yep. just don't matter. But yep. one thing that's in common with a lot of these people, they have trouble backgrounds. You know, and uh, something's going on at home that ain't right. You know, the mother 
of one of them, the, of the Dayton guy, called the cops about him having an AK-47 because she thought he was not mature enough to have a gun like that. Well, hey, most kids 15 or 16 or 14 or 17 ain't mature enough to have an AK-47. Yeah. They're too prone for mood, and their emotions can get the best of them at that age. Yeah. And kids get depressed. you got all this depression amongst teenagers nowadays. It just don't even make sense to have a gun like that in your house. shouldn't have a gun like that in your house. You're not going to use it for hunting or nothing like that, except hunting human beings. Another thing, the parkland shooter, 45 times the cops were called on that guy. 45 times. When do you say this guy is a potential problem? He, he had a kill list that he told the school about. He wanted to kill people. Now you got the other kid had a rape list and a kill list. He, the students were afraid to go to school. Now, that's where the red flag laws come in. When you get on the Internet and you threaten to blow up the school or you're going to go up to school and shoot everybody or you're making these wild uh, claims what you're going to do and how bad you hate everybody, that's illegal. You're terrorizing the neighborhood. You're terrorizing the school. It's no different than going into a theater and yelling fire and making everybody have to run out theater. You are you're spreading fear and terror. So when people do that and you find them on the Internet posting stuff like that, I don't care about their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or whatever right. They need to be taken to jail, and they need to be put in there and counseled about what they're doing. But I'll turn that back but, uh, Well, you know, the only thing that, that I'm concerned with these red flags laws is that you're getting individuals who are going to decide who's crazy and who's not. I mean, what if they don't have, you know, well, what if they don't have any kind of thing on social media, and it's just somebody's hacked I, off, I, I, hacked well, off of this guy because he. You know, because he's dating his ex-wife or something. But see, but here's the, when you put it in writing and you manifest it, that's where you cross over the line. You can think all yeah, you want. Right. You can be mad, but when you write down, I'm going to go up to school tomorrow and shoot everybody, dude, you just crossed over the line. Right. You're infringing on everybody's right. I ain't worried about your singular right when you're stepping on everybody's right around you. So these clowns that get on there and talk about how bad they hate everybody, I don't care if you're left, I don't care if you're right. Soon as you say something violent yeah. or threaten something violent, you got to well, go down. And that's what the red flag laws are. They're going to have to do. They just can't make them arbitrary to where you know anybody can you know. They're going to have to lay down some kind of. It's when the threat. They're going to, well, right. They're going to, have to lay down some kind of guidelines. They just can't, you know, just can't take your gun and you know, take say, oh, he's crazy. I'm going to take his gun away. But see, when you imply something, you've 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 allowed well, them yeah. to read into your intentions. Yeah. If I say to you, Doc, I'm going to go up to school tomorrow and I'm going to shoot five or six students. Okay, whether I am really going to do it or not. I've right. implied it. So now I've terrorized you. Now you're scared. You're going to know people are going to get shot tomorrow. You might be on the phone calling somebody, and he said he's going to go. Suddenly I'm spreading fear through the neighborhood. Now once yeah. you write it and it's clear and legible, and you can see this guy has threatened to shoot somebody, that's when you cross over the line. Now being mad, being angry, expressing your political views, that's all fine and dandy. The minute you make a threat, mm -hmm. you can't call and say, I'm going to kill the president. Yeah, the Secret Service will be there. Then you shouldn't be able to call time I'm going to kill my fellow student. Yeah, you would, you would kind of think that that would be the case. Well, I'll, I'll let that one go, but I'll turn yeah, it back to you. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, well, we'll uh, – um, but, but look at look, look at Trump. He, CNN, MSNBC, those guys are pukes. They, they, they ragging on him because he might not go down there, and they said he needs to go down there and show unity. But the second he goes down there – it's They're like, jumping on him to say he's just using it for political gain and blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. just he cannot win no never, matter what. Never mind that Pocahontas started a fundraising 
not what a half hour after the shooting, and, and that that's despicable too. Yeah, raising money off dead people. The oh. the, 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 the Dems and and I watch CNN and MSNBC. They will stoop to any level, any level. There is no bottom for those guys. Right. There is no bottom. But uh, CNN and MSNBC, another thing that burns me about those guys, constantly coming on there. Our sources, we have a source that said this. We have a source at the White House. We have a source here. We have, uh, if, you, if you believe them, they Name have them. a source everywhere. Name yeah. them. Yeah. Get, why won't one of them come forth and say, yeah, I'm the source, and I'm proud of it. If yeah. you hate Donald Trump that bad, go ahead and stand up and say, hey, I said it. I'm in it. I'm here to represent it. But yeah. no, they got all these unknown, unheard well, of sources. That's got to stop, yeah. too. I think it's like the uh, it's like the Captain Tuttle on the episode of Mash when Hawkeye was, you know, Getting all the stuff, he was Captain Tuttle. There was no Captain Tuttle. No. There is no outside. There's no source. I'll touch you on one more thing. CNN and MSNBC rag on Donald Trump all the time. Won't give him no credit for the economy and all this life. But how many of those people that work for those two entities have stocks? How many of them are making money? How many is looking at their portfolio? They're looking at their Good. bank account. Good. There's, there's yeah. 6.7% savings that they're having right now. Right. That's the thing. Under Donald Trump, the projections were, the best projections were 4.2 savings, people's savings account. It's 6.7. People are saving at a rate of 6.7%. That means if you made $100, you got to stick $6.70 in well, your savings you, account. You've got the money now to put it in. Yeah. But it's not being taken away. Right. So there's all that. And but, but, but honestly, bro, evil is in control on that side. They're anti-God. They're anti-have-your-baby. They're anti-family. They're anti-law enforcement. They're just a mess over there. And uh, having said all that, I'll turn it back to you, and I'm well, done with the politics. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll, 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 we can just ponder, ponder some little more kind of uh, politics. How about the debate highlights? Any kind of highlights that you're – from well, the base well, last week, or is it called your, romper room? Give me your three best. Oh, I'm thinking. Well, number one, you know, of the two nights, number one, Tulsi Gabbard, when she pretty much eviscerated Kamala Harris. She shot her down. I mean, just she made her shrink. Uh, yeah, she was like, uh, you know, it was like carry. a, you know, it was kind of like a deer in the headlights look that Kamala had after. She just, she wasn't, she wasn't prepared for that. She didn't you know? know what to say. She thought that you know she it was going to be down. like, yeah, she thought that you know it was going to be like uh, that was a good moment. Yeah. But you notice they, 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 they talked about it the day, the next day, state of California removed they, for public shoot, uh, consumption, you know, where you could look up her her record as a DA and as a prosecuting attorney, and by the next day, all those records were kind of oh, gone. You can't kind of they did a Hillary. Yeah, I mean, you could you could probably still find them, but you're going to have to dig a little harder. They did a Hillary. Find it, which see the uh, Dems know how to hide them emails. They know how to hide stuff and and get away with getting away with obstruction and all kinds. They do they do it all. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they are they are good at that. You know, there's an old saying: he does protest much. And what that means is, watch out for this person who's complaining and talking about everybody else because they got something to hide. That's yeah. what they're trying to make you look at everybody else's stuff. And that's the yeah. Dems. Yeah. Look at the Donald. Look at his family. Look at different. But boy, don't look at them. Don't look at Baltimore. Yeah. Don't look at L.A. The yeah, rats you. Yeah. and the bubonic plague, and, and you know, don't even look at all that. Don't yeah. even, don't even go. And then you got De Blasio up there in New York says he's got a half a million illegal immigrants, and he wants to give them all free health care. Who's going to pay for that? I'll tell you, the New Yorkers are going to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> and that was also in my in my three of De Blasio with one of them where he says, 
I'm going to tax the hell out of the rich. Is he one of them? Yeah, yeah he's one of the rich. Yeah, you know, they're good with other people's money. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it's, it's But he'll find a way to keep his. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was, just, like the, just like the Dems found a way to not have to be in Obamacare. Exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. And the uh, uh, the other one was Uncle Joe. Uh-huh. You know, he gave out a giving out a, a a text number for his website. <laughs> he, he's fumbling, bumbling, and stumbling, man. <laughs> but yeah, good Joe, that sleepy one. That's all I gotta say about him. He's uh, the sleepy one. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, this is like okay, and he's the he's the face of of uh, you know the front runner, the face. Go, go, Joe, go. Can I? Can I have a closing comment on yeah, that? Yeah, let's close it. Okay. It's clear to me, and I think to a lot of other people, that Mueller was asleep at the wheel. That guy was just sitting on top of a thing that he had nothing to do with. He turned it over to all those Dems that were Hillary supporters and that Weissman guy uh, who was totally, completely corrupt. And he let them just run wild on Donald Trump and everybody Donald Trump knew. Okay, the lies, the fake dossiers, the intimidation – you know, the the and the real collusion is, is obvious. It was with that bunch on the Obama side, the Obama bunch, and the real attempt to interfere with our democracy is by the media, CNN, MSNBC in particular, big tech companies like Google, yeah. like Twitter. You think these people are trying to interfere? A Google executive that just left Google said. Yeah, I got to walk away from this because these guys are corrupt in what they're doing. And he said, if Twitter, Google, and uh, Facebook, and all these these entities gang up and try to go after Trump as a u- as a unit together, they could sway 15 million votes. Now that's interfering with democracy, my man. Yeah. Well, some would say participating, but yeah, more like kind of like interfering. If you're yeah, if you're if you're not doing equal time, it's supposed to be equal time. You know, but uh, hey, you know, let's uh, let's get back on some light, some lighter news here. You know, this is, okay. this is all this heavy stuff. Yeah, give me some light stuff. That's what you got. Uh, what do you know about pizza? Uh, I know it can be either real good or it can be really bad. True, depends on where you get it. Depends on where you go. I mean, but, if you get uh, gas station pizza. Uh, did you know that the word pizza is actually a Latin text word? Uh, it first showed up in 997 AD, 90, 997 AD, uh-huh. in a place called Gaeta, Italy. Uh-huh. Now, the modern pizza as we know it comes from the 1700s, mm-hmm. from Naples, Italy. But did you know that in 1905, the Lombardi family in Manhattan opened the first known American pizzeria? Now, here's some, some interesting stats. Any given day, one in eight people eat pizza. More than one in four fe- uh, more than one in four males, age six to nineteen, eat pizza daily. Okay. Yeah. In the USA, three hundred and fifty slices of pizza are sold every second. That's a lot of pizza. <laughs> and the average American eats twenty three pounds of pizza per year, which is about forty six or forty seven pieces. Yeah. So you know, it, it, I guess you know the nine ninety seven AD. Uh, it must have been hard to get it delivered. <laughs> Chariot, baby. Yeah, you know, at, well, 30, at 30 hours or less. Well, that's probably where the original Little Caesars was. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like, uh, uh, you know, like, like, like McCain would give it thumbs down on the pizza. Oh. But, uh, yeah, the... Um, you know what? Let's, we're talking on the you know pet peeves. Yeah. Award shows. How many award shows do we need, really need to have? I don't watch them anymore. 
it's like they're Trump bashers. Well, the Trump bashers, but they like you know, I, I'm kind of uh, I'm thinking there's a there's a shortage of arm slings right now because it, because it'll be used when people patting themselves on the back and they're hurting their arms. That's that's what they do. That's what my mom used to say to me. Don't hurt your elbow patting yourself on the back. Yeah, well, there's a lot of elbow injuries going on during <laughs> Hollywood because you got what the so any particular award show that got your ire? Uh, I, well, you got like the well, you know, they, and this is kind of you know they got the but the Teen Choice and they got the the uh, what do teenagers know? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Right, that's true. It, well, it, it's what what, is, what do they think they know? You know. It's, no, they think they know everything. Yeah. yeah you know, and and, and you, you know, raised you raised children. I raised children. They yeah. get to a certain age, they know more than you, and they ain't shy about telling you that. Yeah, you know, I'm just kind of wondering when's the next time you know is the we're going to see the Rock show up at a at an award ceremony again? You know, just come on. <laughs> yeah. So. Speaking of the Rock um, wrestling, uh, yeah, touch on the subject. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. The great Harley Race, eight seventy six, passed away this past week. Yeah, I had. I remember been... watching him as a kid growing up. Oh yeah, yeah, he was yeah. A he was a mean dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> bow your head in servitude. He smash your head into the mat. And uh, the king, because he won the ba- he won the ba- battle royal. Mm-hmm. And after that, he crowned himself the king. So from that point on, yeah. he referred to himself and as king. He would, yeah, he would tell all, bow your head in servitude to but, the king. But R.I.P. Harley. Harley. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, any time NWA champion. Oh, yes. Yes, he was yeah. out there a bit. Okay. Oh, you know, why not? Get real serious here for a second. North Korea has threatened to take a new road. Uh, oh yeah. What does, it, that, what does that mean? I, is, I don't know. Is that is that like a like a new Bob Hope being called the, the road, road to, to the road North, to North Korea? Yeah, road to what is it, Pongyang or whatever? Pongyang. <laughs> yeah, the road to Pongyang. You're going, you know, get back, yes sir. But Donald says as long as he's shooting off short range missiles, he's cool with it. So we'll see. Uh, they're, they're talking about having a new uh, a new meeting, a new meeting. So, we'll, but they got to get Dennis Rodman back involved because yeah. without the, without Dennis Rodman. You know, he's got no. Yeah, he's kind of got no no direction. Yeah, he's kind of like you, you know because when you're thinking of geopolitical uh, events, you know that needs to be mediated. You're thinking of uh, you know a former Chicago Bull with uh, with uh, enough earrings and nose rings well, he's and lip rings. Well, my sources, which I'm not going to reveal, has told me that Kim Jong Un <laughs> is thinking about getting some piercings and some tax. So oh. we shall see, man. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, he can probably you know get a. You know, get a tat, you know, uh, born, to, born to nuke. The only reason oh. that Rodman's so popular with Kim Jong-un is because he thinks he's Scotty Pippen. <laughs> oh, oh, I got something for you here. Yeah. Pink's uh, crew, you know, the entertainer Pink? Yeah. They crash-landed in Denmark, okay? P- plane burst into flames. But wow. she wasn't on the plane, though, fortunately. But uh, they all got out, so uh, that's a good thing there. But, yeah, and the first thing they yelled when they came out was, Get this party started. Get this party started. <laughs> uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. What you got going there, Doc? Well, you know, the other day I was uh, in my car uh, on, the, on the way to work. And, and what song comes on? Muskrat Love by the Captain and Tennille. Oh. You know, and, and it kind of got me in reflecting, thinking, you know, you know, 70s really had a lot of great music. Yes, the greatest. But boy, he sure had some share of plunkers. Oh, you know it. So I was kind of like putting a, putting together a list of right. some of the worst songs of the 70s. Right. And just kind of uh, uh, come along with me, just kind of see if you have a memory of, of these songs or you were at a, a certain time, the first time you heard them. Uh, run to, just tell me what you think here. Okay. Uh, first one I've got, Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. 
wow, now that was one I don't remember. We had joy. Oh, we yeah, had fun. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's, like, he's dying. He's dying, and he's, you know, he's just he's kind of lamenting the all the bad choices he made in life. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's like, all right, I remember that song, yeah. Yeah, because it was Terry Jackson, his wife, his ex wife Susan Jacks a few years earlier they had the Poppy family where they did Which the Way Poppy. You Go and yeah, Billy the Poppy yeah. family. Yeah, he's kinda of that video, he's kinda of got the Bob Ross afro in, <laughs> yes. in, in both of them. Uh right. and oh here's the other one. Feelings. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> feelings. It was like I was I think that was like the song about a a, a pre adolescent thirteen, twelve year old or something like that, trying to find himself. Could have been you know, but in the seventies, you know, that was pretty much the the the, uh, uh, the standard. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or how about John Travolta's "Let Her In"? Oh, Johnny, gonna let her in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, they all wanted to sing at, at least oh, yeah. one time. It was that. It was the Shatner syndrome. Do you remember when Eddie Murphy released that song that was done the, by Rick James? Party oh, all the baby time. Wants to party all. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. Oh, that goes to the 80s. That'll be in our, our next show. We're going to do the 80s absolute yeah. worst songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They're going to do it. Uh, how about... Uh, you light up my life. You light up my life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> boy, is there, you, know, you talk about millions of syrupy pancakes that were sold, oh, you know, my. at the record stores with that one. That oh, was those just, were girl girl songs. Yeah. Now another one here. Now this, you know, this guy, you know, he did a lot of great songs. I mean, you know, when you think about it, Neil Diamond. Oh I mean, yeah. But I am. I said, you know, I mean, that song I summed up the seventies. Me, me, I am, I said. It's all about me, you know. It ain't one of my favorite Neil Diamond songs, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. How about Dan Hill's Sometimes When We Touch? Oh, totally corn pone. The honesty's too much. I don't want to hear no blubbery songs. <laughs> unless you're with a, you know, unless, you know, unless you're with a. Unless rocking, baby. Unless you got a date or something, baby. Um, how about uh, Shannon by Henry Gross? It was the, you know. I remember that. Shannon's song. Going, singing about his dead dog. Oh. Which is actually the song supposedly that have you ever heard that Casey Kasem uh, one where he where he he rants you know he starts going on about it, about having to do a dead dog uh, dedication hmm. supposedly that's the song that set him off because you got the we can't we couldn't play it on this I missed that one we couldn't play it on this well I'll play it for you after the show but uh, he just goes off on a rant while they're recording America Top Forty well Casey Kasem he had a bad end didn't he yeah well, oh. how about you're having my baby. <laughs> having my baby. But Paul Anka, what a lovely way to say you love me. It was like, <laughs> oh man, that was that was pure truth. Oh yeah, I remember him. Man, you're really getting back there, bro. Oh yeah, well here, it, was, but, but, but wait, it doesn't. Junior high school. Yeah, but wait, it doesn't stop. Our audiences, audiences, they weren't even born until the. Well, some of them, yeah, probably until the you know the 80s or the 90s. All those guys who remember Paul Anka are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. yeah. How about uh, uh, Barry Manilow? I write the songs. Ah, Barry. Mm. Anyway, he did some. He had some. Now you know, back as you know, growing up, when we all drove around. You know, in my in my car, I had an eight track player. You know, in between uh, the Black Sabbath and the Rush, and uh, <laughs> I had Barry Manilow. And oh the, man, the guys used to give me. You used were to give a me, mixed bag. They used to give me the, so much grief. Barry Manilow, that song said, Mandy or something. Mandy, like yeah. Oh, Mandy. You came and you gave without taking. Oh, you know, he was just a doormat. Well, yeah. thanks for reminding me of how bad some of the 70s were. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just, I mean, either the list goes on and on. I mean, there's just some more. Uh, uh, yeah. Wildfire. Wildfire. See, Red calling hey, wild. I, I got something for you. Yeah. Uh, a 38, 38-year-old Joe Thorpe went into a Little Caesars 
and walked out with a 20-day jail sentence. Wow, oh, is that offered at Little Caesars? Yeah, at Little Caesars. You know why? Yeah. He punched out the girl on the counter because there wasn't enough Parmesan cheese on his pizza. <laughs> now, this guy is classic loser. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was a, I think he was on a cheese. Why didn't you just ask for some more cheese? Did you have yeah. to punch the girl and go to jail for 20 yeah. minutes? Yeah. It's, it's Are you like, dumb? You know, or is it, you know, she probably said, I, I don't need 50 cents extra. That, that's my dumb moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got one for you. You know, when you eat a... Uh, pizza, you know, all the indigestion, that's like 28 cents right there. Pizza, pizza. Okay. Pizza. Anyway, what you got for me over there, Doc? Oh, well, let's see here. Uh, I was kind of uh, looking at um, uh, Google later, but we do it some of the, uh, uh, for the time passages, some of those, some of those who kind of went on. Uh, you did uh, Harley Race. I was going to do Harley Race, but oh, yeah. you did that. So, uh, Cliff Branch, oh, wide you? receiver for the Raiders, Great. was a great one. One of the yeah, one of the one of the one of the great receivers of his generation who's not in the Hall of Fame. Really? It's like him, Kenny Riley, wow. you know, Kenny Anderson. You know, it's like three of them there that should well, be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, those three, but, but yeah. Branch for sure and Riley for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, but and maybe they'll get that figured out here. But also, D. A. Pennebaker, which you're probably wondering who is D. A. Pennebaker. He was a, he was a film he was a film uh, producer. He filmed produced uh, Monterey, the Monterey Pop Festival, oh. and he did a lot of those kind of you know, interesting films. So he, you know, he so he kind of helped his film helped launch Hendrix, right? Opus Redding, even though it was only six months. Right. Um, uh, who else did they, Who else was playing there that kind of got discovered? Janis Joplin, she got discovered at Monterey. Kind of. So so he was kind of you know his filming kind of turned him on to uh, these people, and uh, so he died at the age of ninety four. Mm, uh, but the last one was uh, and I forgot to catch it at the last show, uh, Rutger Hauer. If you remember Rutger Howard. Rutger Howard. Yeah, he passed Blade away. Blade Runner. Oh. Blade Runner. Now, the one movie passed away at the age of seventy-five. Uh, the one movie that I remembered, I watched one night that he did was called Wedlock, and it was with Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers. They were they were he was in a in his prison. Him and Mimi. It was in a prison, but it was an experimental prison, co-ed prison. They kind of they kind of prison. Yeah, they kind of matched up the guys and the and the and the women. You did, they just kind of paired you up. But the thing was, they both they all had these. Uh, uh, necklace things on these bands where if they got within, if they got away 100 yards away from each other, they had to blow, blow off. Yeah, so it was kind of like they were trying to keep within 100 yards. Well, him and him and Mimi escape, and but they're still, you know, they're 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 having to stay 100 yards with each other until they can get these things off. Which you know, but you know, when me, when Roger first got there, the guy was one of his, I guess, his cellmate or whoever says, yeah, they're trying this experiment. You know, they're putting the uh, you know guys and the girls together. He goes. I've never been so relaxed in my life. <laughs> it was basically kind of think, hey, maybe they should do that in real prisons. And you can, uh, yeah. You, you can stop. Yeah, yeah, that's what you call punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but Rudger Hauer, you know. He was a great. I liked him, and but I really liked him in Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, interesting. Blade Runner and Nighthawks with Stallone. Oh, very good. Yeah, he really, was. Really that was his first like American movie that he did. So. Wouldn't it, didn't he play in one where there was a he was a wolf and the, the girl was a a, 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 a falcon or something like that? Or, yeah. Well, what was, was, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember that one. I can't remember the ah, name of it. Yeah. Remember, but uh, anyway, yeah. oh, but uh, they want to get serious for a second here. Yeah. The uh, Democratic Socialist event took place in California. <laughs> okay, uh, no clapping. You can only use jazz hands. Okay, one guy complained that there was whispering, and it was too much for him to deal with. 
Another guy. A sensory, uh, a sensory overload kind of thing? Yeah, it was a sensory overload. Well, thing. you know, when you think of a socialist, yeah, you do think of sensory overload. It's like uh, these people are weird. Yeah. Weird people. Yeah. Anything weird else happened in there? Uh, just basically everybody that was there was complaining about how somebody else there was bugging them. I think somebody, the one person identified himself as gender, uh, some kind of gender. Neutral. Neutral, something like that. Yeah, and then another guy jumps up and complains about, you know, specifying people as, as, as gender neutral. or You know, it was like uh, there was something like that, third third gen or something. I, it was kind of weird, but I'm thinking, you know, if these people were with uh, Che Guevara or, or Hugo Chavez or something, they wouldn't last two minutes. Executed. Yeah, they'd be. They'd been. You know, it would have been like the 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 uh, the Bud Light commercial where they throw them in the you know the pit of misery. <laughs> yeah, they would have I been love, in the pit I of misery. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, uh, well, those people just cracked me up. Cortez and uh, Omari and them. They just really cracked me up. Cortez, chief of staff, is leaving because they've been violating campaign law and stuff. So he's trying to sneak out the back door, <laughs> not get prosecuted. Omari. From what I've been reading, she possibly married her own brother so he could get into the country on some kind of a yeah. know, visa or something like that. These people are corrupt, man. Well, they got they got married in Kentucky, didn't they? Did they get married in Kentucky? Yeah. Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to diminish my Kentuckians, man? Look at, yeah, yeah, they don't write oh, in. Oh, it was just, it was just well, joking. This, this, this guy's name is Saulcat Chakabadi. Okay. okay. Didn't he do peace train? I have no idea, but I know I yeah. these guys pull all kind of stuff, and nobody prosecutes. Just like Comey, uh, the Inspector General Horowitz said he should be prosecuted. Right. But Barr's kind of not going to prosecute him, but he could be saving him for later. Well, he's taking low hanging fruit. Yeah, and they're going to go. Gonna they're going to reach for a smorgasbord of guys later. That. Yeah, they're going to kind of they're going to kind of make it a package kind of make it a package deal. I think you know. It's all the same, man. They they're always pulling some stuff. And another thing too, you talk about De Blasio. Yeah, he needs to get his education straightened out up there in New York because he's turning out some real wingdingers between the ages of fourth and eighth grade. New York kids, less than half of them are proficient in the math, sciences, things like that. These are our future uh, uh, engineers and uh, aerospace engineers and people these, they can't even pass math tests and stuff. These are our future f- food servers. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. if you're if you're only going to work at McDonald's, New York's turning them out left and right. Yeah. But what a mess, De Blasio. Yeah. That guy. Well, I guess it, it's not just in Baltimore. You know, Baltimore, oh, Baltimore L.A. Yeah, they couldn't. You know, they're, they're reading. You know, they couldn't find anybody in the Baltimore Any, high school that was efficient in math. Any city that's totally run by Democrats. And it's a big city. Yeah, you can bet your butt it's a mess. Yeah, and you, you know, can bet and, your butt. And you know who the big losers are here? Children. Yeah, children. You know the children. I mean, you're, they've got no chance. They got no chance. It's like, you know, and they're just being used as as pawns, as pawns, and you know, until they until they uh, you know get start putting some heat on these teachers unions to uh, weed out the bad teachers and and quit doing all the, you know the. Stupid stuff that uh, and get back to you know A B C read and write and arithmetic. Yeah, three R's. Get three R's and kind of and arithmetic. Yeah, good teaching. <laughs> yeah, good teaching. You know, Heather has two mommies. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Get yeah, yeah, away from that stuff. Don't even get me started. But hey, I got something for you. Well, what's what? No trivia. Yeah. Eugenio Suarez became the second Cincinnati Red this past week to hit 30 home runs. 
in more than one season, two seasons. Who was the other? Uh, Raphael Landestoy. <laughs> Wrong again. Camp Summers? You know who it was. I see the ball, uh, I hit the ball. Yeah, yeah, TP. Tony Perez. Yeah. So, good. congratulations. Now, I can't pronounce his name. Huaney? Yeah. Suarez. Suarez, anyway. yeah. Third uh, but uh, they got him under a long-term contract, so he should be here a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, but have you kind of heard that, that buzz going on with uh, – uh, with uh, Derek Jeter uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, like I guess if it's going to be, and was it, I don't know if it was this year coming up or next year, that uh, it's kind of like maybe going to be like a boycott because the fact that Tony Perez and uh, who was the other one when when they bought when Jeter and him bought the Marlins, yeah, they you know Tony Perez and oh, I can't the other other guy slipped from my but he's in the Hall of Famer also, they uh, they got they were kind of like. Uh, Ambassadors right. for the city. I mean, had they, you know, they were well loved in the city, right. Miami, and all that. The first thing that Jeter did, they let him go, but he didn't. Jeter didn't fire him himself. He got the general manager who was on his way out to do the, to do the dirty the dirty work. Hmm. So it's like, you know, so Tony's like, and, and the other guy, I can't figure out who the other guy is. It's, it's going to blow my. They're like, well, I don't, I don't want to be here with with you know when he's being inducted. You know, it's like, you know, and the thing is, you know, there's talk kind of going around. With the other Hall of Famers, there could be a when Jeter gets inducted, there could be a, a lot of Hall of Famers not there, a lot of empty seats behind him. I doubt it though. They all yeah. come around. Yeah. They all, they're, they're, the thing is, they're they're out of touch, they're out of circulation. They still, they want to be seen again. They'll show up. Maybe. Yeah. It ain't that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, if there was something really serious. Yeah. But I don't see it. Happening. I don't know. If, you know. Tony, plus, you know, plus Jeter is a. First ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, you don't want to really diminish him just because of some kind of maybe some petty disagreement, you know. Well, that's why I would look well, at people, that. That's why people do it, you know. So, uh, so what else you got, Doc? Ah, uh, man, I don't know if I got anything else. How about you? Oh, I got some goodies. Oh, man, keep, well, then go on there. We'll, we'll just Okay. We'll just ramble. Check this we'll out. Go. Watch going to the hospital to get minor tests and things done. A 70-year-old guy in England went to the hospital for a bladder cystoscopy. Okay. Yeah. They circumcised. Got working on his bladder a little bit. They, they circumcised him. Circumcised him. Uh, I take it he wasn't Jewish. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. But they gave him twenty five, twenty four thousand dollars to shut up. Not, not many. Yeah, not many Jews in Great Britain. So you would know. you sell part of your peony for twenty four thousand? Well, they were close. I mean, hey, I got it. Done. I didn't get paid for it. I know. <laughs> you know, most people like, get it done. They have to pay the doctor. I wouldn't even really aware of it, to be honest with you. They didn't give my mom $24,000. All right, I got one for you. I got one for you. Yeah. Um, you know how they're always trying to connect the, the, the Donald with the Russians? Okay, yeah. Here's one. The Washington Post. And they, this was a serious article, Doc. They put this in the paper, and they were serious. This wasn't a tongue-in-cheek or joke. They wrote it in the 1930s because the Russians wanted to come up with a high-protein substance to feed soldiers because they want to give them a lot of protein uh they came up with a little beef patty a little oval shaped beef patty high in protein served it to the soldiers soldiers liked it caught on with the public the public liked it yeah. now this had no bun no pickle no cheese no onion it was just a little oval piece of meat now the wife's imposing back to the hamburger and that proves that donald trump and the russians are in league because they like hamburgers Donald Trump like hamburgers. This is how absurd these people are. And this was a serious article, Doc. A serious yeah. article. Well, I think that probably also the fact that in the 30s the Russians opened the, uh, the first burger czar. <laughs> and it was, you know, no, you know pickles, no lettuce. You, you'll have it this way. Oh, we kill you. <laughs> or we kill, I kill you. You eat it like this, or you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but oh uh, yeah. Well, why are we surprised? 
You, you, you got know, to do this with the motherland. Yeah, you know, why are we surprised that there's, you know. Okay, I, I got something more for you. Is you ready? Yeah. Okay. A vendor in club in the, down south of the border for Club Santos, it's a soccer club. Mm-hmm. He got caught going around picking up half empty and partially empty beer cups, dumping it into a big five gallon bucket, taking it around behind the concession stand and dipping it out and reselling it to people. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't, didn't take out his Yankee and spike the punch. <laughs> well, the club, uh, they fired the guy and said they disconnected with him. But I'm just wondering, Doc, how often does stuff like this happen? Well, I mean, you know, you know, the stories that were going on last year about tourists going down there and getting, you know, getting poisoned, getting getting With roofies, getting roofies put in their, you know, in their drinks at the hotel, and yeah. next thing you know, they, you know, they're kidnapped or something like that. But yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like, you know, that's why that's my my one rule of law is uh, my one basic rule is when I go to a, a drive through something or going into or going into a uh, uh, going into a uh, uh, fast food place. The first thing, you know, I'm always make sure that I'm I'm nice to them, because you don't know what they're gonna do to your. Don't mess with your people. Just messing with making your, food. your food. Yeah, to making your food. You, know. you never go into a restaurant yeah. and complain about the food. Yeah, no, even if even if they got it, you know, if even it's gonna take 20 minutes to well, get it done. That okay. reminds me of what I saw yesterday on on the, on the news. Uh, a guy, he was at a it was a bartender. And somebody, uh, he was serving up a big pitcher of beer, and I'm trying to be as delicate with this as I can, but they caught him on film taking his, you know, private part out and dipping it into the pitcher of beer. <laughs> now, he got caught, and they fired him, well, but I'm thinking, how many times has this guy done this? Well, he was just stirring a drink. <laughs> you know, he probably had the ability to do that, you know. <laughs> well, uh, we got time for one more? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we got time. We got we got all kinds of time. How are we looking on time, uh, director, engineer, and producer man? About twenty minutes. We got twenty minutes. We're gonna have to cut this thing short tonight. Hey, uh, here's one. Here's a good one for you. That you probably would get a kick out of. I think you're probably gonna like this one. Okay. Matter of fact, I got three good ones for you. All right, let's go with three good ones. In Oregon, Forest Grove, Oregon, a man strolled into the store wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. Okay, he uh, ate about a half a bag of cookies and he strolled out. <laughs> well, they caught up with the guy and the police uh, got him and he said, oh, I'm sorry. It was just a misunderstanding. And they said, well, that's all good. We understand that. But we're going to write on your ticket. This entry was brought to you by the letters C and T and the number three, as in citation for theft. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sure everybody got to be a kick out of that one. And yeah, I, and what, but question is, why didn't he just go ahead and eat the whole the whole box? That's a good question. You know, is it like or, did ta- he, or take the bag with him? I guess he didn't want to be. Well, that'd be that would be well still be theft. But, be I mean, but yeah, shoplifting. I mean, if they're gonna get him basically for theft anyway. Well, Doc, like, when I was a kid, my dad, God rest his soul, he had a propensity to go into the grocery store with my mom, and as they're roaming around, she's buying groceries. My dad would pick up. A, piece of fruit and eat it, and pick up a bed and pill it, eat it. And one day the, the people that ran the store came to my mom and said, uh, ma'am, you're going to have to stop your husband from eating while he's in the store. <laughs> my dad, like, he thought, wow, I'm in here buying stuff. Why are you not allowed to eat some stuff while I'm in there? So we had to, we had to talk to that. They said, no, dad, that ain't, that's not the way it works. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, seems logical. You got to buy it before you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's, that's pretty funny. But hey, 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 hey here's, a, here's a good one for you. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good one for you. 
honeybees. What do you know about honeybees? Uh, I know that that one kind of makes little round cereal pieces and right. kind of runs around, kind of a little obnoxious. Yeah, he's, he's a punk. Yeah, but, he's, yeah, he's but I'm going to give you some information punk. about honeybees. Yeah. Do you know that honeybees are endangered? Everybody knows that. We're, right. We're They've losing, been kind of. We're losing our honeybees, and they're very important. They're, they are uh, they, really important on the food uh, chain. Yeah, because they make our food grow. They yeah. pollinize, pollinization is what makes it happen. Yeah. There's fifteen billion dollars in bee pollination done every year. That's how important they are. Fifteen billion dollars worth of food and stuff is pollinated by bees. Now, in New York City in 2010, they allowed the public to have private bee farms at home. So uh, the New York Police Department got involved with that, and they started up their own uh, bee farms, their beehives. The New York Police Department has a hive with 40,000 bees in it. 40,000, dude. They're making some honey. Now, uh, and four uh, in the in America, 2.5 million homes have beehives. I, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, uh, well, you know, everybody's kind of starting doing that because you had the trouble with the uh, with the with the African bees coming up. Uh, you know, and that, be, that and that spawned off you know movies with Shatner in them for killer bees and stuff. Well, see, Trump called all kind of heck about that because he was originally against letting the African bees come across the border. <laughs> but boy, they got in for that one too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got something. He's a racist against bees. Bees, yeah. He he ain't liking bees. Yeah, he ain't. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, but uh, no, I, I can see where you know a little you know trying to trying to to. Uh, to get the bee population back up, because in, in 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 addition to the African bees, they had some kind of blight a few years back that was wiping out whole whole hives. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I can see the importance of kind of doing your own little backyard little backyard bees, and maybe get them back. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Doc? We about ready to wrap this up. If we are, then I got something to close it out with. Yeah, give us something nice to close out with. Get on a plane, fly over to France, or you're going to miss out. Uh, miss out on what? The National Mustard Day. Yeah. In honor of the National Mustard Day, the Cool House Ice Cream Company in France has released mustard ice cream. Mustard ice cream. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, if you can handle that, more power to you. Yeah. Well, I think also probably that means next week Dairy Queen will have a mustard blizzard. <laughs> mustard blizzard. Yeah. I mean, it's all copy. Or right? mustard and Oreo blizzard. Everybody now, that's copy. terrible. Everyone knows there's going to be a ketchup to go with the mustard there you, there you go, yeah. engineer man, 3D. Yeah. Yeah, America's going to introduce the ketchup ice cream to go with the mustard ice cream. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes perfect. You can kind of make it kind of like a Neapolitan kind of thing, you know? Now, what kind of person would put mustard ice cream on their hot dog? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, well, you know, this is the same the, the same city where, you know, all they do is smoke cigarettes and throw butts in the street and then complain about being environmental. And, and pee everywhere. Yeah. Well, I tell you, what, when, when we were in Paris, uh, my wife and I were sitting in a little cafe you know, right on one of the squares. We're kind of hitting the, you know, getting the meal. We're just kind of, uh, you know, enjoying, kicking back, and you know, in the city of lights. And uh, this family comes up, you know, mother, dad, two sons, and you know, and the and the sons kicking. You know, these kids couldn't have been twelve, thirteen years old. You know, okay, you know, they're walking in the and the sons. You know, they're, they're both kicking soccer balls. And I look down. They're all smoking. They all had, the boys, the boys, they got cigarettes and they're kicking the balls while they're smoking. I'm like, oh my god, everybody smokes in Paris. So, uh, yeah, that was my that was my one memory of Paris. Yep. But mustard ice cream, boy. Well, Doc, ask for it by name. 
It's been a pretty good show, I think. And, yeah, uh, I we're think We're going to remind everybody out there, if you got ideas, topics, things, let us know, man. Yeah, you can, you we'll can reach us. We'll talk about anything. Yeah, you can reach us by email at, at DennisEffectPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can get us on blogtalkradio.com and type in Dennis Effect Podcast. But uh, those in Facebook, you can uh, just type in the Dennis Effect Podcast, and you can get us at any of those. So if you got something to uh, – uh, any ideas, suggestions, uh, you didn't like what we had to say, we don't care. Just go ahead and yeah, tell let, us. Let it rip. Yeah, let, let it, it rip. rip so uh, so un- until next time, I'm Doc. I'm Slappy Whiting. And the only way you're going to get ice cream flavored mustard here in the United States is if you take a, take a French's bottle of mustard and put it in the freezer. All right. Thank you, PD. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll see you next time. We'll see you later. All right, bro. Have a, have a good one.